The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 and everywhere you get your podcasts on demand. Thanks for hanging out. You see those sirens in your feed. You know exactly what that means. But I say that with a lot of enthusiasm because that's just how I handle business. But man, this is not a fun one. It is significant. But this is not a fun one. Late, late, late. Like we're talking 1 a.m.-ish. You know, we're wrapping up the instant reaction show to a week two, an incredible week two. We're having a bunch of fun breaking it down. And all of a sudden, the people that are watching live with us, huge audience, they start talking about Mel Tucker. We don't really know what the reference is. I mean, Michigan State played Richmond earlier in the day. Nothing really that I knew of to take away from it. But I didn't catch that one. Yeah. Yeah, it was because while we were recording the show, both ESPN and USA Today dropped stunning uh, reports regarding an ongoing investigation into sexual harassment allegations surrounding Mel Tucker. And now, as we sit here joining you for this emergency podcast here on Sunday afternoon, um, the... We're, there are reports from all over the place, uh, but what, here's what I'm getting, because you know whether it is a Detroit Free Press, whether it is uh, The Athletic, whether it is Brett McMurphy Action Network, the sense that I'm getting is that Mel Tucker has been suspended and that we are likely working our way down a path to him being fired, but because you have to go through the process of the investigation before actually taking action, especially at public schools and, and places where the order and the process is going to really play out in an important way. We are on the way to the Michigan State job being open and that immediately Mel Tucker is not the head coach of Michigan State and 
we have to figure out what's next. Where, where would you like to start with this? Yeah, so uh, Brett, Brett McMurphy reported that he uh, was going to be fired, and then other reporters are saying that he's not fired, he's just definitely suspended, and McMurphy clarified and said, Yes, but with the intent to fire him once the Title IX investigation over uh, the sexual harassment stuff uh, is complete. And I believe the hearing is during their bye week, October 7th. Uh, But at this point, I would be pretty surprised, uh, I think, if Mel Tucker coached Michigan State again. I assume you would concur on this. That's a good way to put it. Like, if I'm not expecting that Mel Tucker will be the head coach for another Spartans football game. The reason that they have to play this out, I think, is because they don't want to pay him the $70 million buyout that they owe him after they gave him that massive contract based on one good season in 2021. So if they can get out of that, that's a a pretty huge win for the university, although in in a obviously kind of a gross way. Uh, Assuming what is alleged is true, which, again, at this point, it's just alleged. I wasn't there. I haven't seen anything more. Than is in the report. But yeah, I can totally see why the chat was going nuts. It was like, wait, he allegedly sexually harassed the person who does the seminars? Yeah, so, so it's Brenda not- Tracy. Yeah, and you would know that name because Brenda Tracy operates a nonprofit called Set the Expectation, which aims to prevent sexual violence and misconduct by working predominantly with men. She's been speaking uh, to college football programs since. Tw- excuse me, she's been speaking to college football programs in the last several years after alleging in 2014 that she was raped by four men, including two Oregon State football players in the late 1990s. She has gone around to literally thousands of players and more than 100 different college campuses to discuss, you know, as a man being able to carry yourself in a way, um, you know, try to improve the expectation, improve the behavior, uh, especially you know, given the the way that college football has become uh, a spot where we are too often, you know, finding scandals of this nature. So Brenda Tracy speaking to college football programs, and now there is a sexual harassment allegation against Mel Tucker. Um, I so, don't, I don't want to pick through the like details yeah, of who I, did agree. what. Are you T- cool with that? T- Tucker alleges that it was a uh, consensual relationship of some type that that was that was ongoing allegations back and forth. I'm not trying to, you know, both sides are in this thing, but like, that's why they have the hearing, right? Right. Now, clearly, if you've, ad- if you've admitted to the behavior, if your defense is, yes, the phone sex I had with the person who's not my wife was consensual, that, that sentence right there that you have to say to your employer is just not a great sentence. Like uh, that, if that's the defense you have to go with, you don't have a whole lot of cards to play, I, I think. So yeah, let's just get, get past that who should be the interim coach uh, for this team, who will be the, the interim coach, and then assuming they have a coaching search and assuming they get out of paying the huge buyout, maybe they settle it, right, depending on what the actual evidence is. Clearly the evidence is something, because if they had nothing, he wouldn't admit to the behavior, right? He would just deny it. So uh, assuming they get out of most of the buyout, they'll have some money to spend. Who should they go after? Yeah, Mel Tucker, that buyout, Mel Tucker signed a 10-year contract extension before the conclusion of that 2021, was it the LSU job was open at the time? 
Yeah, I think I think LSU. It was another job that a lot popped. of people got rich off that LSU job. Man. Yeah, it was Mel Tucker and James Franklin, both in the same uh, you know season. You know, they went ahead and they wanted to you know sign the big contract extension, help out your recruiting efforts for the early signing period, let everybody know that you're in. It was a ten year contract extension worth ninety five million dollars and fully guaranteed. As you mentioned, about seventy to eighty million dollars is what he would contractually be owed since signing the extension. Seven and seven overall, and three and six in Big Ten play. Not great. Yeah, and they they're not, did not look very season, good. But for the twenty twenty two season until now, um, and that's why you mentioned, even though it's a little bit of an uncomfortable, like Michigan State's position in this is that you maybe regretted the contract, and now, um, and now there might be an opportunity to be able to to move forward and not have to be fully on the hook for that. That makes me uncomfortable but it certainly seems to be the facts of the situation oh if he was winning i, I i'm not really sure that it would be the suspended with the intent to fire it might just be suspended yeah we've seen coaches who, who are winning uh be kept like kept on on the payroll for for much more than this all right before we get to further down the line what about um you know there will be a decision made by michigan state in terms of who's going to be able to, uh, you know, lead this, if you were to, uh, if you were the athletic director at Michigan State and you had to make this decision, are there any names on the staff uh, that would stand out to you in terms of players who might be able to step forward in an interim coach position? I, I would say Harlan Barnett w- would make some sense. I mean, he he's been there. Um, I, I know he was a like a pretty just seemed like an upstanding guy uh, during his time at Florida State. Like people that I knew around the program thought like. Hey, is he doing a great job as a DC? Eh, probably not. Is he, you know, or is he doing a, a, a like, is he a decent dude who, you know, you, yeah. So I, I guess, I mean, you have, you have 10 more games to play, right? The, the games have to be played. So uh, that would make some sense, I think. I, I don't, I think I don't you probably want to go with a guy with, with a connection to, to D'Antonio, right? You do want to go with the connection to D'Antonio? I, I mean, people around that program still like him a lot, I think, despite some of this stuff. The What I don't see on this staff is a – I don't see a situation like when they fired Paul Chris, Jim Leonard steps up, and we say, okay, here we go, Jim Leonard shot to win the job. I don't right. see a name on no. this Michigan State staff that even, even if Jim Leonard never had a chance, and I don't know specifically what Wisconsin's athletic director thought at the time, but there's not a Brent Key – that's here. There's not one of these situations where I think that someone's going to be able to take the helm and, hey, guess what? Maybe they knock off Washington and maybe they go on this little run, but I think that we are going to be looking at a, a spot where this is going to be very challenging for the coaching staff. This is going to be very challenging for the Michigan State players, but no matter how much success is had, we're going to be having a coach who is not currently employed by Michigan State when we start the 2024 season for the Spartans. That's my thought, too. And there are a lot of potentially good candidates and Michigan state uh, really could, you know, they could do a good job here. Cause I'm not really sure how many big jobs will open. There's always the chance you get the Bama thing to open, right? Like that, that's just at, at Saban's age, we always have to mention that every year. Like, is this the last year, but there, there's no indication outwardly that he wants to hang it up. So that one probably doesn't open maybe a Texas A&M. But my point here is like, that might be one of the biggest and best jobs that will be open this fall, assuming of course, uh, that it does open. And uh, again, that, that that is an assumption on our parts. There's a lot of good candidates for this, man, that I think they, they could potentially look at. 
Okay, so let's let's start to run through them. And what is the number one? What's at the top of your like list? Not necessarily that you would go for, but the one that your mind went to first. I would say like head coaching experience. Um, this is a bit of a rebuild. Like they haven't been killing it in high school recruiting at times. Uh, just Narduzzi. A, Narduzzi could be a good example. It probably doesn't help his cause that he lost to Cincinnati last night. But again, if you're evaluating the guy's body of work, then then yeah. I mean, to me, this is a this is a top half job in the new Big Ten. Right? It is the middle of the pack. I I, I will I think that you are not. It, They've the made first. the playoff. Wisconsin hasn't. Sure. Minnesota won't. Nebraska shows no signs of getting back. I mean, so far, like maybe they will under rule, but I have my doubts. Uh, Iowa can't get there. Well, we're about to watch Michigan State and Washington play in a non-conference game this Saturday. What an incredibly unfortunate set of circumstances and timing for a nationally televised game that on a thin slate is going to actually end up having a lot of eyeballs on it. They're somewhere between the sixth and the eleventh best program in the Big Ten. That's what I'm saying. Middle is that fair? Team. Yeah, middle yeah, team. Right. Like it's a it is a good job, but we're in an 18 team conference. They're definitely not 12. But I think that you're fighting with Washington, which is just you know it's we literally apples and oranges when right. we start stacking these jobs up against each other in terms of different recruiting base, different uh, goals of the university, but. I think Oregon's a better job. I think USC's a better job. Obviously, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. Like I'm clearly, I'm very quickly getting to five, six, you know, yeah. seven kind of range. Six is absolutely the highest they can be. Yeah, like the, like there there's a there's a hard cap. Nobody else can argue to be in the top five. Right. It, it's it's those five in some order. You can argue amongst yourselves about the order. So, all right, somebody who's a good recruiter, somebody who who is willing to put the time and understands how, how to rebuild things, like you said, Narduzzi, obviously has done that pretty well. Uh, a guy who we had on the show, full disclosure, but who, I mean, has like the four or five best seasons in the history of a program that's been around for 100 years in Kent State and Sean Lewis, who's killing it out there right now with Colorado. And, I mean, look how bad Kent State is this year. As soon as he left, like decimated. It was terrible before he got there. It's terrible once he left. I would take a look at him. Now, if you want to go more experienced head coach from Power Five, can you go get a Lance Leipold? From Kansas, I, I don't know if that's a big enough jump for him because they seem to love him in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Mike Elko? Right at Duke again, they seem to like. Is Elko comfortable at Duke? They pay him good money. Michigan State clearly has money to pay, and if you don't do really really silly stuff off the field, you can <laughs> you can get pretty rich coaching there. Um, Kalen DeBoer, but I don't think he would leave Washington for Michigan State. I, I think Washington's just as good of a job, probably. Would Jonathan Smith leave his alma mater to go take over at Michigan State? I don't know. It, are they going to go to the Mountain West Conference? That's, you're looking at the potential of your athletic department revenues that you're used to having. Yeah, and look, football is not going to be where it gets hit the hardest. Yeah. Right. These school like Oregon State, Washington State, if they face those new financial realities of the money coming in is nowhere close to what it was, then football is going to be where they try to spend as much as possible from what they used to. But still going to be a financial reality that's very different. The chat is suggesting one that I had and one that I definitely don't have. I I don't think you go get Brian Hartline. Uh, To me, like that's a 
big jump for a guy that's never been a head coach. And th- this this may be a bit of a mess to clean up. Um, I think you give Mark Stoops a call. And people might think that Kentucky and Michigan State are, are lateral jobs. And I don't disagree with you. But eventually, Kentucky fans are going to get tired of Mark Stoops maximizing their program. Because eventually, you got to lie to people. you got to lie to your boosters. you got to tell them, we can do more. We mm-hmm. can achieve more. And, and the fact is, you, you can't. So eventually, people get tired of you maximizing what a program is, which I think Stoops does basically every single year. So if you can restart the clock and go get a mega deal from a, a program that's kind of desperate right now in Michigan State, I think you'd have to consider it, right? And he's a Midwest guy. So if you're going to zig, then zag. <clears throat> here's what I would say is got to be your like very base level PR selling points. Um, it's got to be somebody who's got like you've got to sell them as character. You know, you've got you've got to sell them maybe as offense. You know, I know we had a defensive coordinator, but if you want to say offense instead of defense, but I don't think that's as important as somebody who is going to represent just like like fundamental, rock solid, consistent. And that, I mean, that's where those names of, you know, whether it is a, a Lance Leipold or, you know, whether it is uh, a Pat Narduzzi or a Mike Elko, like these these names that seem to be um, carrying a profile of consistency, reliability, like that's what you want right now if you're trying to do the zig then zag from a PR perspective. Yeah, I, I agree. So not Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer coaching search, Urban Meyer, Michigan State coaching search for the algorithm. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, also, like, people are, are suggesting a lot of these coordinators. I, I don't think you need to go get a coordinator. No. I don't think you need to roll the dice on that. Like, no. Uh, some of these programs that are more operation. desperate. Yeah, yeah. These, these big two jobs, even if they're not top half big two jobs. Yeah, if you are, have a job in the big two. Are being run in a way where you need to have the experience of managing that size of staff and operation because it's different, man. It's not coaching yeah. anymore. Like it really is management three hundred four or whatever. Northwestern is probably the only one that's not w- within the Big Two right now. That like that that is open, obviously. But I, I could totally see them going coordinator. What about David Shaw? Hell no. Have you, do you see how much better Stanford looks this year? Like like. No. Uh, t- no, this morning is not a good time to to suggest that. I know it was USC, but they did just get their ass kicked, like you know, ten minutes. Well, that's fair. Uh, no, I, I would not hire David Shaw to coach in college football. Dan Mullen. I think Dan Mullen would do really well there at I Michigan do. State. Yeah, because it's not a program that actually expects to win the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I don't think like they've won it, but it's not an expectation. Mullen's a pretty damn good coach when it comes to underdog stuff. He's from Pennsylvania. New Hampshire. Not, I thought he was Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Anyway, we're, we're talking Somewhere about. Somewhere in there. Like yeah, well, not, nor, Northeast, not, not Boston, not New York. Yeah, yeah and, and exactly. Like, not Florida, not Mississippi, right? right? That was like the part of that huge wave of Midwest and Northeastern coaches that all invaded the SEC all about the same time. Miss, I mean, and Mississippi was fine for him. I mean, he's arguably the best coach in the history of that school or one of them. So it's just I don't think that you want Dan Mullen at a job where the expectation is championships because the recruiting that comes with it. And I don't think uh, you can do that. Okay. Uh two more coaches I want to throw at you. Dave Clawson. I, I mean, 
how many opportunities has he had to leave Wake Forest, Chip, and he just hasn't done it? Why is this different? It would be it would be very um, it it would not make it would surprise me. It would surprise me if right after working really hard to establish the relationships to open up that new facility that they literally just opened up like five weeks ago and getting all this investment from the local community and the Wake Forest alums. If you just finished getting all those projects together, it would be very strange timing to leave. Especially when, even if Michigan State doesn't expect to win the Big Ten, I don't think that they'd be cool with a, so here's the deal. Everyone red shirts. How does that sound? You know, like it, I don't. I don't think that the incubation um, is going to be the the same sort of approach that would work right there. And then the other one, um, a lot of people mention it. Matt Campbell. I think Michigan State requires a higher level of recruiting uh, competitiveness than maybe comfortable. There. I mean, you could change your mind for eight million dollars. He already got paid by Iowa State. Yeah, they didn't Iowa State pay him big. I'm, I'm sure the comment section will let us know. But I thought Matt Campbell got paid big. Mm. I think he just... got. So he makes four million guaranteed through the end of 2028. Yeah, no, nah, Michigan State can double that. That's fair. Mich- Michigan State can be like, "Hey, are you a Big Ten coach? Cool. Here's eight million dollars a year." I mean, that would just be an incredible off-ramp for Matt Campbell. And I'm, I'm sure he'd do well there. I, I think so, too. Well, I'm not sure, but I, I think it, it'd be a quality hire. He's done it. Matt Campbell has absolutely maximized Iowa State several years. Like, that is – he's the best coach in their history by far. Like, almost all the best seasons in the last 130 years of Iowa State football are Matt Campbell seasons. I do think there's some signal to that, much like Sean Lewis with Kent State. So, and, I mean, we talked about people getting tired of stoops. They're going to get tired of Matt Campbell eventually. And you can't go to your boosters and be like, guys, five and seven for us is a good year. Yeah. Okay. It is. You, yeah. you can't say that to boosters because they're like, wait, what? Why am I giving you money? They always want to think you can level up. And, and sometimes the return on investment, once, once you've reached a certain threshold, is just not available. Mm. All right. So here's the deal. We, we're not going to talk about the Michigan State job every single show for the rest of the season, right? Correct. We just can't. Because the, the, the cycle is going to be exhausting by the time we finally get to it and Michigan state. Cause I know y'all all, all, everybody in the administration listens to the cover three podcast. Don't be the, don't be the last one at the table in this carousel. You're the first one open. Like that's let's get it taken care of. Right. Let's get the candidate lined up Sunday after Thanksgiving press conference balloons. Let's just, let's just have it all tied up. We won't let this thing drag into December. You can get started on the early signing period. Who is the most, chaos candidate in terms of creating the domino effect for the coaching cycle the realistic one like ones we've actually listed that we, you, you could potentially see if a true chaos a true chaos um like does jimbo leave and just go take michigan state I, I don't think they'd hire him. Uh, 
I would hire if I was Michigan State, I'd hire Jimbo Fisher. I would not. I mean, like, look, look who he hired for his DC, Dave Doran. You hire Dave Doran, he better be the best damn DC out there, not having his guys get torched at, like every big Durkin? game. Oh my gosh, DJ Durkin. Yes, apologies to Dave Doran. Dave Doran. Apologies to Dave Doran, thirteen-year NC State head wow, coach. Wow, I, I don't know why I have Dave Doran on the brain. Um, yeah, he hired DJ Durkin to be his, his DC, and it's a it's a terrible hire. Guy's not a good defensive coach. What about Chip Kelly? That wouldn't set off dominoes, though. You know, like I, I don't think Michigan State right. is Michigan. Right, Michigan State is not LSU. Michigan State is not USC. When LSU or USC make hires, they really set off the dominoes. Um, and I don't think Michigan State is that. So I, I don't think we'll see the big time dominoes fall here. Nick Saban retirement job to complete the circle. I <laughs> okay. No, I no, would no. take it. That that would be incredible. But it's probably I, Stoops, right? Could be at the top of his list. I mean, that's the thing is we're sitting here on September 10th. A Power 5 job is not officially open for those of you who just joined the stream. Officially, Mel Tucker is suspended while they conclude the investigation into the sexual ha harassment allegations. As we discussed at the very beginning of the show, we cannot try and play judge and jury in this. We're not privy to the details of the investigation, but we are operating under the assumption that it is more than likely that Mel Tucker has coached his final game for Michigan State. So that the reason why we're playing fantasy Milland right here in terms of trying to figure out where Michigan State goes next is because it is a, a good, very, very good job in college football that we expect will be part of the coaching carousel this coming offseason. I like this, this one for the chat. Could Michigan State boosters open the wallets for Mike Norvell? Well, they, they should have opened it to keep Keon Coleman, uh, but didn't. So I, I think probably not. Um, I don't know. I, I'm sure there are some good candidates that, that we're forgetting, you know, but it's a good job. You're going to make generational money for your family. Uh, and like that, this is a better job than fans are going to think it is because of the money. Because it's $8 million a year and you're minimum going to get three to four years. You're, 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 yeah. Well, you're probably going to get like six years guaranteed. Oh, I was even thinking just like, the, the how long you will coach. You go oh. to Michigan State and you're bad, you're going to still be having three full seasons of paychecks. I mean, if you're getting 80 a year, you're getting six years guaranteed, right? Like maybe a little bit less than, than the eight. You're walking 45 you know, at, after tax, after you pay your agent. I mean, you're still banking like $25 million. Like that sets up your family for generations. Yeah. Can you win there? Does it matter? No. I mean, well, you can't win the Big Ten probably in the new in the new Big Ten, but hey, take the check, take the losses, right? Mm. Going to be very interesting to see. Um, you know, again, I, I think it'll take a while before we get to that process. But uh, Mel Tucker suspended by Michigan State, and multiple reports, you know, seem to indicate that we are moving through the process of the investigation. Our guess is that he will not be the head coach again for the Spartans, but uh, we will keep you updated on all the latest. Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. It's a pun further review. Pole Assassin, just a good old-fashioned game week Monday. Looking forward to getting back into it. Come and join us at youtube.com slash cover3 live. Again, 11 a.m. Monday. You can And you can follow him on Twitter at Bud Elliott 3 You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Bud, thank you very much.
C'est balle. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.